Gentlemen, welcome to episode 21 of the No Cash No Code podcast. We're covering game week 24. This is the No Cash No Code Cup special. I'm joined on my right by uh, stalwart producer Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing? I am good, thank you, Andre. Back from my travels and back in front of some actual preparation and notes this week. <laughs> Uh, it was noted. Uh, a few people did notice that you were uh, slightly more loose uh, than usual. <laughs> but this is a super special episode. I've got Jeff on my right and to my left. We're yet to get a proper monkeyer for this guy. So uh, curator of No Cash, No Code History. I believe he's referred to as friend of the podcast, Tom Maxwell. Tom, how are you? Very well. Thank you, chaps. Really good to all be together for this epic podcast it is going to be massive so uh let's get started we are going to recap the no cash no code cup all the games all the fixtures i'm going to kick it off with match one so the first game saw tom maxwell take on jeff moy tom 26th seed he took a four point hit <laughs> as we all expected he would do to get his team ready he faced the controversially high seeded jeff moy ranked as number 15 going into this Jeff is a rookie, as we all know. This is his first ever double game week. He understood the premise. He came in with a double Liverpool defence, as did Tom. Both had Mane, so it was going to go down to the stretch. Jeff took the early lead. He had goals from Sun. Tom's DCL kept it, helped him keep pace. They both had KDB cancel each other out. The truth is, this match was really level. Uh, you won't know this, Tom, because it might not have felt this way round. You took the L, but... You both actually scored a baseline score of exactly the same number. Jeff had TAA for his uh, captain. You had Mane. And obviously, we all know what happened to Mane. If you had no captains, you have an identical score uh, going into that game. So I feel really bad for you. But wow. you are out in a 15-point blowout. There is no upset. The seedings are correct. Jeff Moy is through to the next round. Wow. How do you feel, Tom? Uh, I like the idea that you think I might not have already known that. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt. Uh, it really hurt. In that case, let's move on. Jeff, what have you got for your game two? That that is yeah, that is a painful one to start. Can we can we investigate how we do maybe cup replays in in years down years to come? Um, uh, I was asked this, actually. Cup replays, uh, we didn't get one this week, but cup no. replays are going to be uh, a, the next game week. So in this case, it would have been the following week, which would be game week 25. Those two teams would be Chelsea's playing again. At the end of that week, if it's still a tie, we go to penalties, basically whoever scored the most goals in second fixture. I like that. I like that. It's, it's almost as if you've already thought this through. There were a few text messages. <laughs> All right. Well, let me... <laughs> Let me move on. Let me move on because we've got a lot of ground to cover, as you said. Um, the second game was a 28 seed against a 14. So you pretty much know which way the betting is going to go. Colin Dash, our number 28 seed, a big, uh, he's had a big season. He's had a very eventful season, shall we say, um, Notable. A- against, <laughs> against Ed Mullane. Um, we actually didn't think this one was going to go the way it was because when I started to look at this so first of all you had Colin Dash he had Troy and Salah come in his two transfers um, for James and Sterling giving him a net plus 16 um, on the flip side of that Mane and Williams for Son and Soyonchu were Ed's moves giving him a minus seven so you can pretty much tell the way this one is going to go and those transfers were really the story of the game 
um, we had our number 28 seed come through with, despite the fact that uh, he was um, he was going up against triple captain, so Ed Mullane, triple captain Mane, we all know what happened to Mane, and I think we're going to that's probably going to be one of the themes of today's results show, that Colin Dash, our number 28 seed, the first cup upset of the day, 73 to 54, he's going through. I cannot tell you how excited he was. I got live messaging throughout that game week. <laughs> Colin is very much paying attention to the cup, very much paying attention to the podcast, and he's really pleased with himself. Well done, Colin. Definitely. So on to the third match, um, Mr. Johnson against Mr. Prunty. Uh, and despite being billed as an even affair, given their closeness <laughs> in the league, this turned into a very one-sided contest, I'm afraid. Um, as you say, uh, Jeff, theme alert is very much going to be which Liverpool player did you pick and did you get the right one and then stick a triple captain on them? And that is what Damien did. He got the best out of Mo Salah, his triple captain. But in truth, George's 38-point haul, Oof. not quite good enough to break Oof. into the top six million in the world for the game week, <laughs> was never going to be good enough. And Damien really put him to the sword with the help of Pope, De Bruyne, TAA, um, and the aforementioned 48 points from Salah. The final score, a lopsided 90-38. to Pronti through to the next round to face the winner of our next match. Over to you, Andre. Thank you very much. Slight segue before I get into that. I feel I owe the, uh, the league an apology. So we're all talking about Liverpool. And we didn't mention in the build-up, because we don't, that there was a double game week and that triple captains would be likely and all the uh, things that we're going to go through in all these matches. But why on earth would we choose a midweek Wednesday double game week as the cup? Not in my hands. The No Coach No Code Cup, a few people have asked me this, the No Coach No Code Cup is actually predetermined by the FA Cup. So the game weeks we play are actually exactly one game week before the real life uh, Premier League's, well, sorry, the FA FA Cup. Um, so I, that way I'm not cherry picking schedules or anything like that, along those lines. It just worked out this year. It was a tough one and some people got really caught out. Anyways, onwards and upwards. So who is Damien going to be facing? The next game uh, to take Jeff's uh, imagery to another level. Uh, this is the one that I, I guess they had to show it on you know, the Friday afternoon kickoff because it's really romantic. Two non-league sides going at it. There's a shared. <laughs> there's a there's a goalkeeper who might eat a pie at any stage. This was number twenty nine, uh, Fanny Gates number thirty. Tom Everett versus Yanis. A really close fixture when it came down to the final scores. Um, could, I guess a nail-biter for both of those involved. But actually, when you look through the points, it was never, never going to go anything but one way. Both had Firmino, both Captain Mane. So there was no issues with the uh, Mane dropout. Tom gave Yanis hope early on. He left Stevens for 11 on his bench in only the fourth game of the week overall. Uh, but he still had enough to put Yanis out comfortably. Had Yanis got his bench right, he could have forced the replay that we mentioned earlier, which is why I had to work it out. Yanis <laughs> could have scored 51 if he'd got his order correct. He didn't. He didn't. So it's an easy win in the end for Tom. Tom goes through uh, to face Damien with 51 points. Jeff, who you got? Strong work. And Yanis' uh, season continues to go against what the preseason, I think we preseasoned him a little bit higher than his performance has shown. But nope. next relegation. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> really? But I know we was he really relegation? We had Noel just escaping relegation. Ah, and that's just it. inside relegation that and it. he is moving to form. There is a bright spot though, I forgot to mention. Yanis has got a bright spot. He has changed his team name. 
He is oh. now called Ings Can Only Get Better, which is far brighter than Hindsight FC. So uh, hopefully <laughs> well that's done. actually going to lead somewhere. One point for creativity there. I like that one. Um, <laughs> the next game on our schedule uh, saw a 22 seed and Nick Mick go against one of the big dogs, Tom Kane, our number five seed. This was always going to be a tricky fixture for Nick, but you felt that he had in him a good game week. Um, and this might be the week to do it. Both managers took a four-point hit, um, which when I looked across a lot of these fixtures, I saw more four-point hits than I was expecting to see, considering how much we previewed the cup and cup strategies and everything else like that. I was surprised how many people actually end up taking a four-point hit. Um, Nick judgy, judgy, judgy. I was just saying, (laughs) the standard in this league is higher than, you know, is is at a level now. I have these expectations of at least half the managers in the league. Uh, I refer to it as a calculated risk, but anyway, yeah. carry on. <laughs> I know why you're defending the point, and we'll come on to you later. <laughs> um, so, for Nick, uh, sensible transfers um, Vardy and Chilwell out, Firmino and Van Dyke in. That's a plus 10. Um, nice. Tom, he brought in Virgil, but he also he also brought in a, something, a, a, a Tanganga. Um mm. Yeah, which was, I think, I think he needed that to do that to make make the Virgil transfer work. But um, both those transfers only netted him plus one point uh, on what he what he let go of. But it came down to that that triple captain, despite the fact he left seven points on the bench. Tom Kane's eighty three points versus Nick's thirty seven, which wouldn't have troubled the scorers in a normal game week, let alone one with a double, <laughs> means that. <laughs> Tom, our five seed, is comfortably through to the next round. Nice. Jack, can we just have that pronunciation one more time, please? That is, is that a Tanganga? I have no idea, but <laughs> I'm going to go I with... I believe he's an average Spurs player, isn't he? Is, is, is there a silent G somewhere in there? <laughs> um, so the next game was um, Bob against Dylan. Um, and we all know that often Sky Sports Super Sunday clashes never quite live up to expectations. <laughs> and so it was um, that this week, two of our top four in No Cash, No Code at the start of the week went head to head in what was billed as the match of the round. But sadly, I'm afraid it did not live up to the billing. Uh, and as with many of the ties, it was the captain choices that that swung it. Bob putting... Uh, putting the tie to bed pretty early with um, with TAA leading the way as his triple captain, helped by superb performances from two more differential picks in Pope and Moy. But despite a stellar season, this wasn't Dylan's week, I'm afraid, um, with the captain's armband weighing far too heavily on Mane's shoulders and his injury, as well as, the, <laughs> as, well as blanks for Ings and Vardy, saw him leave the competition at the first hurdle. Um, Bob, as as we mentioned, is our number two seed, um, but his path to the final continues to be fairly treacherous. First, he has to play somebody in the top four in the league, and next, he has to play our number five seed in Tom Kane, um, which, again, I would think is probably going to be on a Sunday 3 to 4 p.m. kickoff. Let's hope it's a better game than this one. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed for that one. Have you noticed that I'm doing, I'm doing this in the style of one of the guys off Gillette Soccer Saturday when they throw for the game <laughs> at the end of it and they get Jeff, Jeff Stelling's given them 10 seconds to get through the entire game in one go and then have to throw back. Literally... You are Jeff Stelling for us, Andre, and I'm throwing back to the studio. <laughs> I can't pretend that I didn't have any other image but that. I'm just waiting for some kind of Chris Kamara moment to, yeah. to come in at yeah. any moment here. So. <laughs> um, so as the Jeff Stelling, I'm going to go straight on then to match seven. Uh, Will Booth versus Jamie Cork, 17 versus 19. I'd love to get really excited about this one because I thought it would be mid-table, really tough clash. Uh, Booth took it seriously, minus eight, changes t- team into carefree, shows it in his transfers. Corky, a typical minus four. So they were set up three games to be pretty close. They already had a bunch of Liverpool players. There's nothing to talk about in this one. <laughs> Corky got screwed with the Mane triple captain, uh, whereas the Booth... He owned Salah, TAA, and Allison, so it didn't matter which one that he chose. They both went with triple captains. It was over before he even started. Wow. I had to do the analysis. Even if I stripped the triple captain away, it was TAA in Debus's case, it would have been 59 to 46 without the Mane injury. So add a triple captain TAA, 75 to 48. Good night. Thank you very much. Will Debus through to the next round. Marching on, marching on. And- Surprisingly, there because I I really thought Jamie was gonna come, but like I say, so many people getting hurt by the by the Mane thing. Um, and Jamie was the most surprised. I mean, there was a lot of texts that were very <laughs> confident about him um, taking on Luke's brother. Uh, I'm in a group with him and Luke, so there was a a lot of uh, negative debus chat going on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I think that's gonna be fuel for uh, for Will going forward, um, knowing that knowing that little insight. Um, so the next game, we saw no cash, no code, stalwarts, and probably one of the one of the um, the best promoters and agents of the league in Luke Danes going up against, I mean, the machine that is Stephen Hill. So big, big clash. This is maybe not your Sunday, your Sunday four p.m., but definitely your Monday night. This is this is one of those clashes. Thirteen <laughs> versus seven. There will be goals. There will be points. These managers know what they're doing. Question is, are they taking the cup seriously this year? And the answer with a resounding combined score of over 150 is yes, they are. They are absolutely taking it seriously this year. Both managers went big, triple captain on Liverpool players. Luke went Trent. Stephen went Salah. Luke didn't make a single transfer, um, which was interesting. One of the few managers to make zero transfers in the week leading up to it. Um, he obviously had his side set up and been set up for a while. While Stephen had to take a four-point hit to bring in Mane and Ayu, replacing Mount and Rashford. Luke had actually set his team up back in game week 22 when he brought Salah back in, having sold him all the way back in game week 12. This was nice. kind of, somewhat of a return return of the king um, around these parts. So, or at least that's what Luke was hoping, because it could have easily gone in some sideways looks for letting them go in the first place. But it turned out it it was a price worth paying ultimately because Luke managed somehow, despite having his team set up for a while, Salah came back weeks ago and he's been getting game time. Luke managed to leave 30 points on his bench. Oh, no. So he's got Jimenez and Steven sitting on the bench watching Ings and Vardy manage two points between them. I mean, 30 points. 
<laughs> he actually thinks he's uh, in line for some kind of lifetime achievement award <laughs> based on this is the, I believe off the top of my head uh, having not listened to my own voice too often I think this is the third straight week he's got over 20 points on his bench I don't know why him and his in his squad because he's never let him play he's never <laughs> let him on the pitch he obviously hates his face <laughs> next week he's wow. going to trip he's going to triple Captain Salah and leave him on his bench <laughs> He's just looking for attention. <laughs> 30 <laughs> on the bench. 30 oh my on gosh. The bench. Um, 30 on the bench. And you can imagine, Stephen's just like, okay, in what is only a six-point game, 79 to 73, Stephen Hill straight through to the next round. Luke has got to be kicking himself. But, um, but yeah, it was a good game. Good game all around. Who was Luke's captain? Luke's captain, he went with Trent. So if he'd gone with Salah, he actually gets the win as well. Yes. Ouch, double ouch. There were so many ways you could have won that. Never oh, mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our pain for the week, I would suggest. Um, exactly. And uh, now we move on to Freddie Williams versus Will Brooks. Um, <laughs> I mean, one versus four. One versus four. Uh, how Will Brooks is four seed, I, I mean, God only knows. <laughs> Uh, Freddie Williams, <laughs> Freddie Williams. Uh, I mean, frankly, there is no other seeding that he could have been um, a mouth-watering clash. But um, I'm afraid that this was a little bit like Liverpool in the league versus Liverpool in the FA Cup. <laughs> Will Brock has Very basically true. gone with his under-18 team. <laughs> and Fred Williams has gone full bush. I'm unbeaten in the league this year and I'm taking this cup competition very seriously. Um, and I'm afraid that's how it played out. It was very much men against boys. Um, Freddie Williams has, uh, has, has said, there's, no, there's not going to be any cup magic to be found here, thank you. Um, and it's cruised through. Um, everything clicked uh, for Freddie Williams, who is our new league leader after this week. Um, triple captain Salah led the way, but it really was a team performance. Goals from Feeney and Firmino, assists from Son, DCL and De Bruyne, clean sheets for TAA and Pope. Freddie amassed 116 points, which wow. even when you take the minus four away, placed him literally tens of people outside the top 1,000 in the world for the game week. And frankly, that was more than enough for Paul William whose poor run of form has seen <laughs> seven red arrows in the last eight weeks, taken him from 68,000 in the world to 477,000. Um, wow. And this was as one-sided a clash as you will ever see. The final score, 112 to 41. Freddie ominously through to the next round. But who wow. is his prey going to be in the next round, Andre? <laughs> I will tell you. They're going to be facing the winner of match 10. That saw some controversial seeding. We have Jason Kasler, the current No Cash, No Code Cup holder. He was seeded 10 because of his previous exploits. He was facing Noel Marshall, who was seeded number 23, despite being several places higher up the table than Jason. Um, well, the reigning champion, he brought in Firmino for Rashford. He had Allison in goal. He had a lesser spotted West Ham defender, and he made a controversial decision. Jason went with uh, KDB as being his captain, even though it was the game week that it was. Noel went into the fixture with two Liverpool players. He went with Mane and TAA. It looked like Jason was going out early, having made an 
end error with Henderson being on his bench. Strangely, for Noel, no, no points left behind. So it looked like it was going to be a great week. However, he gave the armband to Mane over TAA. Had he have gone the other way around, Noel would have got the cup set. He did not. Jason scraped through, thanks to his double Spurs players, just enough to go through, 55-48. to 48. The title holder is in, but he gets to face Freddie next. So let's see how he does in the next round. That, I mean, that, that Kasler-Williams has just got so many different themes to, <laughs> to, you know, the cup winner versus the current league leader, two boys in the same year at Oxford University, know each other very well. I mean, it is full of intrigue. This is like Brexit levels of, of background story then. Both at university together. Now we're going to have a bit of a tussle. Very interesting to see how this goes. We've never had a double winner. Um, obviously, Freddie is the runaway favourite right now for everything. Um, but yeah, could Jason slay him on his way to re- retaining his cup? Absolutely not. There is literally no <laughs> chance of that. <happening. laughs> <laughs> Don't underestimate. The thing is, though, you look at it now. Freddie's Freddie's got to focus on the league. He can't afford to be distracted by these cup games. So maybe he's that's... got a lot of focus. He's got a lot of focus. <laughs> <laughs> Lots to go around. Just putting up massive numbers every week. <laughs> okay, right. so where are we now? Well, from very high performing fixture um, to to one to one a little bit more. For the for the real fans, you know those who don't necessarily just sign up for the for the top six of the league. These are our number thirty two seed. Um, he's had a very tough year. In fairness, he's been quite unlucky as Aaron. Um, he comes into this taking on Jacob. Now Jacob, we know Jacob has a good week in it. Comes into this as our twenty one seed. So you think you know there's there's definitely room there. He can he can do something. But at the same time, Aaron's a bit of an unknown quantity. And yes, he's known insofar as his, his year so far has not been the best. But at the same time, that with enough planning, there is always, and especially in a double game week like this, who knows? But here's the thing. Jay wasn't messing around. Um, Jay's actually, Jacob's taking this seriously. Um, Firmino and Trossard came in to replace Ali and Greenwood. Um, he, he started three Liverpool players, including triple captain Salah. Um, all of this meant that Aaron was going to have to do something very, very special. Now, Aaron already had Mane in his side um, after taking a four-point hit in the previous game week. So he'd, he'd kind of set up his team a little bit earlier. He'd done a bit of planning. But he only had one transfer left to make in this week. So he'd made three in the previous game week. Um, but now he only had one left. So he brings in Cantwell to replace Son, which is actually mm. a, net, a net minus six-point transfer. Because... Mm. Cantwell put up basically nothing and Son Son got a positive score. I think he got seven in total. Nine of Aaron's players. So Aaron Mack fielded 11 players, okay? He fielded 11 players. He fielded 11 players, a full starting strength team, which included, um, which included well, Mane, but we know what happened to Mane. Nine of Aaron's players recorded two points or less. <laughs> It's statistically <laughs> impressive because <laughs> when, when you really think about it, if you just ra- close your eyes and just picked eleven players for a game week, it would be hard to get. That's what we do. <laughs> it would be hard to spend a hundred million in value and get nine guys to score two or less. I mean, I think <laughs> seven of them scored one point. Basically, it's just horrific, horrific. <laughs> 
Jacob couldn't believe his luck. He rolled into this game. He powered into this game. I think Jacob was expecting a little bit more resistance. He rolled them over. No romance of the cup here. Nothing to be seen. Move on with your lives. 94 to 24. Aaron Mack couldn't out- outscore Luke Danes' bench. <laughs> I feel a little sorry for Aaron it's his yeah. first ever season and he just rolled into his first double game week and he realised uh, after that it was too late what was going on that he, he saw triple captains appearing squads of multiple we hadn't even noticed there were two games it's rookie errors he will learn from it he has uh, shown a consistent I mean he's still swinging bless him he's, uh, he's still he's swinging he's learning uh, but that was a rude lesson uh, given by a veteran there Jacob was pre-season predicted to be top six uh, that's obviously not happened but yeah this is clearly him showing his uh, his ability yeah yeah no Aaron Aaron I love the fact Aaron's used already three chips he's got two left to go and I think you know you're going to see more more big swings he's got it now there's no no point just trying to chip away at scores you've got to Trust me, I know. You gotta just roll the dice. <laughs> speaking of which, Jeffrey, speaking of which, um I have the pleasure of talking about Jeff Brown against Ade. Lower league Jeff. It's been a really tough season. <laughs> it's been tough. And you both know that there are two ways that a manager can turn around a season in January. You have two options. You either get the checkbook out and start splurging cash, the sort of typical Sam Allardyce, let's just try and find five or six new bodies. Um, Let's see if we can turn our hopes around by spending the money. Or if you're sort of mid-table, you don't want to spend all that cash, but you want to try and push on Maybe you look into the loan market. Bear with me here. I realise that this is quite off piece. This is amazing. This is amazing. (laughs) You can go into the loan market and pick up two or three young guns from Man City and see whether one of them turns into the star that takes you from mid-table to the promised land of Europe. And that is what we found here as Jeff Brown, second bottom in the league, decided to throw cash at the problem by using his wild card. (laughs) Out went the entire team that all season has completely stunk out the joint um, that has left him literally below me in the table and I can only say that of three players in FPL and he has brought in some proper differentials into his wild card Davas Piliqueta, Dina, Noble, Jimenez and Aguero and up against him is a man in Ade who is in the middle of the table who is thinking, I don't need to throw the big cash at the problem, but I do think for this game week, some low knees would help. And so he has used his free hit. So we have a wild card against a free hit. And we all know that in that situation, really, you want to be the one throwing the cash around. And Jeff, I must admit, the transfer business you did was pure Allardyce. Um, (laughs) And you just smashed it. It was really, really good to see. Uh, As I say, Aspilicueta and Dinia both not seen much around the league, both quite expensive defenders, both nice clean sheets, noble points, Jimenez and Aguero points as well. Um, and I'm, I'm pleased for you. I really am. Thank it you. was tough. Thank you. It was obviously tough listening to Andre talking about me going out. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing how he got on later. We've obviously also had my friends, Tom Everett, Jason Kasler, Fred Williams go through, <laughs> you know, it, it, the whole thing's been pretty painful. And now I have to award you a chance to take on Jacob in the next round. And the thing that really upsets me is I remember messaging Andre after the, uh, 
after the announcements of the seedings, the idea that even though you are a previous winner, you were the 11th seed, yeah. having, having organised the analytics yourself, <laughs> I just found that very hard. And now you've once again proved that you've got it spot on. So nice job. Well done. Now let's find Thank out you. how my brother got on, because this could get even worse. Um, I'm happy to go. One, one quick backward step, though. I am disgusted Jeff Brown is through. I mean, I, I really respect the fact you went for the swing with the wild card. However, my previous ramble about why it was this week and it's not my fault when I didn't carefully select it to be a double game week so no one thinks I'm cheating in some way, that was a, a preempting for this conversation. You're supposed to be out. If you refuse to pick Liverpool players in a Liverpool double game week, you have no business going through to the next round. I, I would have lost my house on betting on you going out in that round. Well done, you, sir. You Thank keep you. defying the rules of, of, of no cash, no code and having cup runs. It's, yeah. it's remarkable. The, anyway, the Wednesday right. night game was, was nerve-wracking. Knowing that, knowing that he had more players left to play in the midweek and I'd, I'd used up all my guys... It was yeah, but um, but no, it's it's good. It's good to be through. Just skin of the teeth. We've we've used our wild card and feel good about the new squad, or at least we feel good about them right now. <laughs> Ask me again after the next game week when I'm trying to get rid of them all. Fair enough. Right, moving on. So yes, the other Maxwell Ali. This was a slobber knocker. A banger. It wasn't supposed to be. It was a banger. Number 24, this is number 31. This is the game that you weren't watching, but you really wished it was on the red button because everyone's texting you, telling you, quickly change channels. Stop watching this one-sided Freddie Williams uh, masterclass. There is a much, much better game going on on one of the other channels. Ali versus Adam Park was not supposed to be fantastic. Ali first. No transfer. What a squad. Jimenez, Torore, KDB... Aurier, the uh, Spurs clown fullback guy, uh, Abraham and two Liverpool players. Um, that's Even though he goes into this, I, I mean, seed, seed number 24, it was a squad that looked really good, but he's up against number 31. Adam Park used his wild card. True rookie, Adam Park goes for the fences. And the names he chooses, if we had a pick of the week, he's won it. It's not going to be a triple captain Liverpool. That's too obvious. He saw the Vardy injury, and when the rest of us were swapping him out for Firmino's, he said, I fancy a bit of Perez. 15 points. He's got Deli Alley, 13, KDB, DCL, Firmino, the other Ascaloeta, easy for you to say, uh, clean sheet. He did incredibly well. Ali just pipped him. Two points after adjustment, 81 to 79, which sees Ali continue to rise up the table. He's now eighth overall since being called out. However, this game has to go down as a rookie error, despite the score. Ali won, but he used his triple captain on TAA. Adam used his triple captain in week four with a Sterling three-pointer. Uh, Sterling playing a 4 0 win where he managed not to touch the ball again. Um, <laughs> now, I'm not here to judge, but... Oh, but you are. Adam didn't captain any of his Liverpool assets. It's not like he captained Mane and that's why he had an issue. If he captained TAA, he wins this tie. He wins, he gets 84 points. The true score, if you take away triple captains, between take away captains completely, is actually Ali Maxwell, 57, Adam, 72. 
that has got to really wow. sting. The, yes, it was actually a landslide in the opposite direction. But a triple captain, a non-understanding of how game weeks are going to work later on the year, has hurt our poor rookie. I feel really bad for him. Yeah, it must feel like he had a goal disallowed by a VAR armpit. It was like he was clearly much better than his opponent, but as he's out, and that's that. Wow. Great use of a chip. I've taught him taught him everything he knows. The young the young <laughs> Great use of a chip. I like that. We get vicarious. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got to take him where you get him. So I weirdly. mean, the, the Tom Maxwell stable has done very well in the cup so far. Like your your many yeah yeah no they're all through they're all through all having a lovely old time with it. <laughs> you're such a host. You are such a host. Uh, right, now so now Tom, you now you understand why I don't want to trouble the top end of the league in the yeah, in yeah. normal normal league let's, play. Let's move on. Let's move on. What's next? <laughs> well, to face to go up against that Ali is uh, will be one of either Nevin or Jan. Now. Eight versus 25. Um, Nevin was the odds-on favourite to go through at this one, you know, despite the fact um, he had Salah on his side. Nevin actually, and this is maybe why he's he's an eight seed, he decided to keep his triple captain in his pocket, um, probably thinking that the 25 seeder Jan would not have enough to challenge him. You know? <laughs> no respect. <laughs> Didn't need it. Now, Jan had an interesting strategy. Jan had an in- interesting strategy for causing the upset here, which was bench boost. He's the only manager to bench boost this week. Delight to see. Nice little, you know, a different, a different angle. Um, <laughs> How'd it go? Well, our number eight seed, obviously, you know, he's, he's keeping his powder dry with the triple captain, Salah. He didn't, he didn't bother with that. Um, he, brought, he brought in Salah last week. He took minus four to bring in Salah and Lascelles. Um, the minus four didn't hurt him at all because the, it was... It was 50 to 78 to the number eight seed. Oof. Um, it, was, it was pretty brutal all around. I mean, the bench boost accounted for about five points. Um, <laughs> now, We've I'm, all been not, there. I'm not one to judge, frankly. I am definitely, I'm the last person to judge. But when I see that you're bench boosting, and you've had a keeper in your bench all year long who doesn't play, as most of our keepers don't play. <laughs> like most of us have a keeper who just doesn't play, doesn't play football. He probably has another job. He's just still registered with the league. <laughs> but don't bench boost the guy who doesn't play. <laughs> I was. I was alerted to this one early. I think, Tom, you caught this one first yeah. of all. <laughs> it was, uh, is this the most pointless bench boost of all time? <laughs> I just, what do you think? I, just, I, I, I can't, even I, I can't I, even... I love it. I love it. You've got a manager that is just scrambling for ideas. Like just, you throw anything at them. Like, like, coach, this isn't working. Don't worry, it'll be fine. <laughs> Are you sure, coach? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> wonderful scenes oh, okay yeah. so that is yeah. a Nevin comfortably through great through yeah so the penultimate game of the round saw Johnny taken, taking on our surprise no cash no code leader Steve um, two names that I don't know they're not people that I've, I've come across in the past but obviously we've all been following Steve's amazing inaugural season sitting, sitting on top of the league 
Um, he took a four-point hit this week, so clearly he is taking the cup seriously. Um, and Salah, as his captain, um, was always going to be difficult to pin back from Johnny's perspective. That being said, Johnny had both Van Dyke and TAA. He captained Van Dyke. Um, obviously not the same sort of points as Salah, but equally with no triple captain for Steve. Um, it certainly kept the game open and even. But I'm afraid it was the fact that Johnny had Mane and Steve had Firmino that really put this to the sword. Slightly double-edged sword for, for Steve. A lot of swords flying around here. Slightly um, <laughs> double-edged sword for Steve because despite going through 63 points to 50, he did lose top spot in the league and has actually slid down two places. Um, so not sure exactly how he will feel about that. But the important thing is, from a cup perspective, that he is through to play against who, Jeff? Through. So our final game was Kinder against our commissioner, Andre. Now, this Ooh. was all set up. Two very, very well-decorated managers in our league. Uh, we have a nine against a three seed. Kinderman looking for the upset. Everybody was waiting for this game. It's the final game of the cup week. And actually what we got was something something we don't see very often, especially when you have two top, top 10 seeds. Top 10 seeds suggest that these managers know what they're doing. Some might argue that Kinder seeding doesn't reflect his form this year. <laughs> and those people turned out to be correct to make that argument. <laughs> because I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what's happened here, but we need a steward's inquiry because Kinder (laughs) goes to the market and spends big. In his shopping basket, he has three Liverpool players. He has a Webster. He has a Fleck. He has a Calvert-Lewin. He is shopping, shopping. You're expecting me to say he used a chip, aren't you? He didn't. He took a 16-point hit. <laughs> Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, 16 points hit. So he, he handicaps himself against Andre, minus 16. Andre, on the other hand, some might say that he's looking to re- recover a little bit of form. He's, he came into the game week off the back of three red arrows. You can tell he's been, he's been thinking about this one long and hard. I thought he might have one eye on the league at this point because it's becoming a bit of a battle up there. But no, no such luck. In his squad were all the game week 24 ingredients. He has three Liverpool players. He has Salah in for Rashford out. He has a triple captain Salah. You can see where this one is going. It's 89 points to 24. Kinderman joins that select group of managers who cannot outscore Luke Danes's bench. Phenomenal <laughs> scenes. And Jeff, can I, can I just ask you, and I, I just want to throw this out there. If you were Seth Blatter and you were the commissioner <laughs> of No Cash, No Code, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you wanted to pay someone off to absolutely guarantee that you go through in the cup, no. <laughs> you paid them, let's say it was a thousand pounds. I'll come up with a nice round number. <laughs> How would you go about throwing that match? Do you think it would be getting them to take a 16-point hit? I mean, a 16-point hit pretty much guarantees it, right? It does guarantee it. I, and just there is something so fishy about oh, this. Extremely fishy. Extremely Very fishy. Not, 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 only was, not only was he the last name out of the draw. <laughs> you did the draw! <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie Williams has an accounting background, so we might get some forensic accounting into Andre Clark's I bank balance, I, I think. I, 
I have to tell you, I was a little bit disappointed myself. Like the magic of the cup, I'm all excited. I was as stunned as you are to, to look mm. up my opponent. Like the, the deadline's just finished. What's he gone? Is he TAA? Is he Salah? Is he minus 16? This guy has no respect for me whatsoever. He clearly thinks he's going to walk all over me. Um, I did get a message from Tinder about this. Uh, well, I messaged him saying, what the fuck? Uh, what the hell? Here's your cash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um he was under the he missed the podcast he he actually has listened to all the podcasts sequentially this week he'd missed them out previously and he actually listened to the one saying that point hits the week before no longer hurt you after the event so he missed time completely but there's no excuses for minus 16 i don't know what kinder's playing at anyway moving on from my, my slightly embarrassing fortuitous move through to the next round so Quick recap then on who we have. So we have Jeff versus Colin. We have Damien versus Tom. Uh, that, sorry, that's Jeff 15 versus Colin 28. We have Damien 6 versus Tom Everett 29. We have Tom Kane 5 versus Bob 2. That's a big tie. We have Dil- Will Boost 19 versus uh, seventh seed Stephen Hill. We've got number one Freddie Williams up against the cup holder Jason Kasler. Uh, we, we, number 10. Jacob versus Jeff is 21 versus 11. Ali Maxwell flying the Maxwell flag uh, is up against Nevin, uh, number eight versus 24, with Nevin being the favourite. And finally, very top of the league right now, Steve Suckling, who surprisingly is a 16 seed, uh, gets to play, uh, play me with a minus 16 handicap. That means effectively, almost all the top seeds went through. There was only one true upset. Um, so Kinder versus me technically is one seed going out, but we've discussed that. That was always going to happen. One had to go. Brooks was four versus Freddie one. So one had to go. Uh, 13. I'm calling all the seeds, everyone above 16, basically. The ones that went out, Kinder at nine, Will Brooks at four, but they played guys higher ranked than them. Danes went out to Hill at 13. Dylan went out to Damien, 12 versus six. So they all went according to the numbers. The only upset, the only top 16 person to be knocked out is Ed losing to number 28, Colin Dash. So that is the shock of the round on paper. Anyway, that was a long podcast, but we have one more bit of business. The month is over, and we have a manager of the month. We have a clear, clear winner. I mentioned this gentleman uh, when we did the cup draw. I used such ridiculous terms as a dodo, a dinosaur, someone that the new managers probably don't even know. I was worried that he wasn't getting the respect that he deserved. That fear is over. Um, if you don't know, now you know who he is because Tom Maxwell has ca- caught up with our manager of the month, Freddie Williams. Andre, thank you so much. Uh, Tom here, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome Freddie Williams to the podcast. By way of introduction, and I say this through gritted teeth, Freddie is a veteran and a true Hall of Fame, no cash, no coder, whose envious record in FPL has seen him come in the top 100K in the world 12 out of the last 13 seasons, and remarkably has six times come in the top 10K uh, in the whole world. There is no man I know, and I include our commissioner, Andre Clark, in this, who takes his FPL team as seriously as Freddie does. And in this exclusive interview, he has promised to divulge all of his secrets in order to help the rest of us catch up with him. Freddie, firstly, thank you for giving us some time. I know you are currently on holiday in Barbados, spending all of your Manager of the Month winnings. Um, Can I kick off by asking you to tell us a bit about how you came to be part of No Cash, No Code? Honoured to be to be on the pod, Tom. And um, 
I think your your introduction and also listening to listening to Andre talk about me like some sort of magical Ewok over the <laughs> over the last uh, few weeks is um, yeah it's been uh, been good to listen to. So I think I, I I think it came about really. I think I'm speaking to the man that that got me involved in the Kachina Code. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think it was probably five or six years ago, and you know how how seriously I take FPL. Um, but I was probably missing a missing a league where I felt like I was I was with with fellow brethren who who took it at least well maybe close to as seriously as, as as I try and take it. And I think you said to me, "Look, I think we've got the league for you. A uh, bit of bit of serious money involved, and um, yeah, the rest is the rest is history." And what a terrible mistake it is to have invited you those years ago. Um, tell us, Fred, a little bit about your history in No Cash, No Code from what you can remember of the last five or six years. I mean, to be honest, the, the thing I remember most is just, I think it was after my first year in it and I'd had quite a bad year. Uh, I think I'd be trying to do like fancy basketball at the same time. I think it was in a league with you as well. And and I hadn't I hadn't met I hadn't met Andre before, but I think we met him at um, one of your birthdays or something. And I remember him really laying into me because he'd obviously been given me the sort of the, the real big up, saying, "Yeah, there's a there's a heavy hitter coming into the league." Blah blah blah. So so Andre then proceeded to to really lay into me and uh, and stamp his stamp his ter- stamp his authority on the on. Um, on the league, and I think he maybe maybe won it that year. So I remember thinking, right, this is this this is on now. Um, so proceeded to go on a on a, on a nice sort of Mourinho esque run over the next couple of seasons to really put Andre in his place. So, so, but I, I don't really. Um, I think that was maybe five or six years ago. Um, before that, to be honest, I think I've been doing FPL since since its like inaugural year, which is quite sad. Um, I don't know whether it's how long it's been going now, 10, 15 years or something. Um, but it's definitely a lot harder now than it was before. I know when Andre always talks about all those, well, and as you just said, all those finishes of like top 10,000 and things. But to be honest, I think you've got to remember that like 10 years ago, there was probably only like a million people playing it, whereas like now it's like seven. Um, so it's, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. a lot harder now than it was. So high finishes... 10 years ago definitely don't mean the same thing as sort of high finishes now. And in terms of, I think that the one thing that really stands out when you look at the history that you've had in FPL, and, and that's very modest of you, I think, to to put some of those earlier years down to less players being involved because, you know, there are plenty of us who have, have never had a top 10K finish, let alone six in, six in 12 years. But the consistency by which you are able to get into the top 100k is is pretty remarkable there are lots of really good fpl players that that just can't do that so i suppose what i'm really interested to hear from you is is what you put the what the secret to success is in terms of the consistency rather than necessarily just winning our league what is your thought process at the start of the season and and tell us a little bit about your your process I, I, I suppose. to be honest i think it's basically just caring more than everyone else <laughs> like i know andre's saying he's on, on the pod it's always <laughs> the sort of second half of the season where you know you can i don't know uh, you really see the sort of cream rise to the top and all, all the other things he says so but I think that's really just because I care more. I'm just sadder than everyone else. Um, 
So a lot of it is just is just like not missing game weeks, um, and particularly the the longer you go into the season, like the like that will probably take you quite a long way. Um, and then other than that, I think I'll just try and so maybe a bit controversially, I basically do my team the weekend before. So like basically because I'm watching the football, I basically right. got the FPL app up anyway and I'm seeing seeing the goals or assists go in, whatever it is. So I basically do my team then and base and often do my do my transfers then. So occasionally it does get me into trouble because like someone gets injured or something like that. But it basically means that well I find given, you know, other commitments and everything else, whatever it is, it just means that I don't I don't tend to ever miss, you know, forget to do my team or anything like that. And and certainly there are plenty of us in the league that are guilty of that. I think there are also a lot of not planning far enough in advance so that, you know, they make one change, it doesn't go well that week, and then they make the ch- another change of the same player the following week because they, they haven't figured out that maybe they've got a difficult fixture run or something like that. I mean, you, you're, you're a very analytical man by nature and, and uh, you know, our friendship is broadly based on sport but also around gambling, which is another thing that I, I know you take very seriously what what elements of of sort of analysis whether it's the spreadsheet that i always take the mickey out of you for which i don't know if that even exists but what what sort of analysis do you put into trying to get your team set up in advance of of game weeks further down the road yeah so i mean there there was, there was a spreadsheet at one time to be honest the, spread, the, <laughs> the spreadsheet has gone out the window now i've 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 um i've I, I outsourced that to uh, to to other people or um, you know stats on, you know even on it's honest, even on the FBO website it's basically all there anyway now. So back yeah. back, back in the old days um, maybe, but yeah, not 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 anymore. Having a six month old baby is uh, really really impinges on the uh, on the amount of time you can spend on these things. I think even having this conversation, I basically had to lie to Gabs to say that I had some urgent work call. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's currently. The she's things cur- we will do. She's currently. She's currently giving our giving our baby breakfast in the in the in the hotel restaurant <laughs> on her own, thinking thinking that I've I've got some some you know urgent meeting going on with my boss. She knows that you never have any urgent meetings. Surely by now, um, Fred, wary of wary of time, uh, and 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 keen to to ask a couple more specific questions. Um, are there any or have there been players that you have refused to have in your FPL team over the years? Are there any players that particularly stand out that that you really just don't go near? Right, so I, I don't think there's any specific players, to be honest. I'm a, like one of the I suppose to be honest, one of the one of the things that I think is pretty important to doing well is not uh, you know, not caring too much about sort of team loyalties and stuff. And as as you you know well that you know we're big Chelsea fans, so but I'm pretty much you know, anyone who's doing well, I'll put them in my team. But um, I tend to, it's more about, I tend to be really stubborn about bandwagons. So I, I pretty much mm. avoid bandwagons, which is kind of maybe the opposite to what a lot of people do. But it does occasionally get me into trouble because I'll basically, if, I'll basically have a bad year if something happens where like, you know, you saw it a little bit when Di Maria was at United. And he started the first three months of the season. He was on absolute fire, 
and I just get really stubborn about it. And I'm like, no, 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 it's it's never going to last. And a little bit, we had the same this year with Vardy. Like he really, hurt, he yeah. really hurt me for about two months, and I was sitting there watching him bang the goals in, like scoring basically with his only shot of the game for about four weeks in a row, thinking this, this is this has got to end. But um, and fortunately, it, it did this year. But that tends to be when I don't do so well. When there's like I know Suarez the first year when he just exploded, for example, or Salah as well. That that year when he scored like thirty five goals. I'll just be sitting there, just getting increasingly upset and stubborn about it, and refusing to, refusing to have him in my team. I think I'm 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 the biggest killer of bandwagons. I tend to jump on them at least three weeks late. Uh, at which point they will then get injured, get sent off, score an own goal of some nature, um, or like with Mr. Martinelli this year, I'm 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 six months early on a bandwagon, <laughs> and no one wants to come with me. Um, last last question, Fred. Obviously, uh, it has been a phenomenal month for you um, and quite an interesting season. I mean, my brother and I have been winding you up on the golf course about the fact that you've not been necessarily at your best this year uh, in the earlier stages. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about the last month and what, what has turned around the fortunes for you. Well, like I said, I think one of them was just some of the, some of the bandwagons just falling off a bit. So, so Vardy not doing so well, which a lot of people, in, you know, a lot of people in our league have him. Um, and I think a bit of luck as well. Like these things never really go exactly as you plan them. So you can be. Like, I think I started this season quite well, which is quite unusual for me. So I thought, oh, here we go. Um, and then had two or three months, like when I was basically at the bottom of the of the of the monthly totals in the league. Um, and I think this month, like I don't know, even even like I said earlier. So I, I made two transfers, and then like early in the game week last week and then Rashford basically went from like you know yellow to red or whatever on the old injury mm. injury thing so I had to make a third transfer which is as 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 um on as producer Jeff's list of people who haven't taken four point hits will um will will show I don't I don't often do so I think I brought in I had to bring in Deeney or something but then he went and scored and got three bonus points so I don't usually have that to be honest, sort of, sort of luck. So, um, yeah, yeah, pleased. And it's definitely, definitely made me smile on my holiday a bit more. I can imagine. And certainly the, the double, double game week, you played to absolute perfection, um, which has uh, ended up with a, a phenomenal points total this week, which I'm sure will be, will be touched upon in other parts of the podcast. Listen, Fred, um, thank you for lying to your wife. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your holiday. Um, I'm not going to thank you for taking money off the rest of us in the league, um, but really appreciate your time and best of luck for the rest of the season. Cheers, Tom. Fantastic, Tom. Thank you very much for that interview. Uh, that's it from me. That's a, a bumper edition. Looking forward to doing the next one with you guys. Thank you so much for both being here to go through all the games. Thank you, Andre. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, mate. It's been humiliating. <laughs> Bye, lads. <laughs>